Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. You are listening to episode 11, where I talk about digestion. By the way, you can listen to this podcast wherever you are in the world and at any time that you wish. I always include show notes for those with brain fog so you don't have to take notes. I do believe that there is a lot of information, both good and bad, out there about fibromyalgia. As an educator who specializes in this area, I think it's my job to point out to you that the beneficial information can be organized in a fashion that will reduce the symptoms of this malady. My name is Amanda Lee Love, and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia nine years ago, which influenced my decision to enter the field of nutrition. And now I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those who are suffering from fibromyalgia. I know this subject may not interest or excite you, but we need to discuss it because the workings of the GI tract play the major role in your health. This is especially true when it comes to autoimmune disorders such as fibromyalgia. So let's get going. The process of digestion is extremely complex process. So let's start with some simple basics. First, there are two types of digestion. These are mechanical and chemical. Mechanical digestion begins with a physical action in the mouth. When you begin to chew your food, which breaks it down into smaller pieces. This is followed by the action of the esophagus, which is called the peristalsis, which moves the food into the stomach. The chemical process of digestion begins when you start to chew, during which time three pairs of salivary glands activate, producing water, mucus, and enzymes. Amylase is the first enzyme to be released, which breaks down carbohydrates into sugar. An enzyme is a substance produced by the body that acts as a catalyst for sparking a specific biochemical reaction. As the food enters the stomach, muscles begin to grind the food around like a meat grinder to reduce the size of the food particles. As the stomach expands, it sends a message to the brain telling it that the HCL, hydrochloric acid, needs to be released by the pituitary glands, which are in the stomach. The HCL is released in order to lower the pH level and to kill off any harmful bacteria or pathogens that are there. As the pH levels go down, cells in the stomach trigger the release of a combo of enzymes that produce pepsin. This is a digestive enzyme that attaches to unfolded proteins. Proteins are made up of hundreds of linked amino acids, and when broken down, we can use these to build muscles and tissues. Cool, huh? The stomach also produces an alkaline mucus that's filled with sodium bicarbonate to buffer the low acid in the stomach and prevent the stomach from digesting its own muscle lining. Thank goodness. As we move into the next phase, the stomach slows down, the pH rises back up, and pepsin becomes ineffective. Entering the next phase, now mostly liquid, 
is released by the peristalsis into the first chamber of the small intestine, the duodenum. Here in the duodenum, we begin the third phase of the digestive process, the intestinal phase. The job of the duodenum is to first neutralize the acid with more bicarbonate from the pancreas. When the pH is higher and the small intestine expands with food, the pancreas, liver, and gallbladder know they can start to deliver their own set of digestive enzymes. These enzymes that like a higher pH continue the digestion of carbs, fats, and proteins. Here are three major digest enzymes and their functions. Amylase, which breaks down carbs to sugar, Protease, which breaks down protein to amino acids, and lapase, which breaks down fat into fatty acids and glycosol. These enzymes are mostly released by the pancreas, but some come from the walls of the small intestine. The pancreas in releasing these enzymes are held by the liver and gallbladder. The liver produces a green-colored en enzyme called bile, which breaks down fats. The bile is stored in the gallbladder until it's needed to be released into the small intestine where it assists in breaking down fat. Up to this point, we have had a lot of technical information, and there's one thing that is important to remember, that the majority of digestive absorption happen in the small intestine. When digestive food reaches the large intestine, there's a whole community of bacteria that transform our leftovers into vitamins, minerals, and fatty acids. Pretty astonishing. To recap, the process of digestion breaks down food into fuel or tea particles that are water soluble and can be absorbed mostly in the small intestine. Our body needs to break down fat, proteins, and carbs into sugar, amino acids, and fatty acids. At the end of this process, we are left with nutrients that our cells can absorb and use to fulfill our highest potential. While the topic of digestion may seem dry and boring, it's the beginning of understanding the connection between gut health and autoimmune diseases such as Hashimoto's thyroid disease and fibromyalgia to start. Therefore, to improve our gut health, we're going to talk a little about fiber. It helps lower blood cholesterol and stabilize blood sugar levels. It helps prevent colon cancer, constipation, obesity, and many other disorders. It's also good for moving toxic material from the body. Here is a rec here's a recommendation for foods that support a healthy GI tract, in particular a healthy colon. Whole grain brown rice, whole grain cereals of flowers, all kinds of bran, fresh fruit, nuts, and if you feel that you're not getting enough fiber, you may use supplements. These supplements should contain two types of fiber, soluble and insoluble. Women need 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. Men need 38 grams of fiber a day. Fiber content is on food labels. If you have an acute episode of diarrhea, do not take any extra fiber as it may irritate the GI tract further. Hang in there, friends, because we are going to investigate this further to see where it's going. I love sharing these episodes with you, and I've been so excited about all the listeners and feedback you're sending me. Subscribe, which is free, on iTunes. Share and get all the people you know who need this support to listen. Did any one thing resonate with you today? If so, leave it in the comments. That helps us create even more amazing shows for you. 
See you next week and thanks for being here. Like, share, and comment. If you want to learn more about my services, you could go to my website, www.amandaleeslove.com to schedule a free 20-minute call to discuss your health issues and my services. Looking forward to talking with you soon for the 12th full episode where I'm going to talk about food allergies and food intolerances.